Football Podcast. I want to do a tribute to Gianluca Vialli, who, who sadly passed away on Friday at the age of, of 58. Very, very sad. Um, Five-year battle with, with pancreatic cancer. Um, horrible cancer. It's, it's, it's one of those that, yeah, uh, we know with pancreatic cancer, it's, very, it's, very, it's a very difficult one um, to treat. Um, we're, we're, go- we're going to tr- remember today a, a, you know, a truly special human being and and just a, a legendary footballer. Um, so this is a, this is a tribute to to, to, to Luca. Um, first of all, although Vinema, I want to remember Viali the human. So I want to talk about him as as a, as a person first before we talk about him as a footballer. And you know what a special what a special human being he was. He really was. Um, he was very kind. Um, he, uh, I mean, he. You know, usually when this the thing we we do as people, don't we? This notion that you know, when someone dies, we try to we almost you know we remember them in in somewhat dishonest light. Like, oh, he was so fantastic and this and that. But with Riali, he was genuinely very kind. He truly was a very good person. He was very thoughtful and nice. And anyone who's ever met him will say that will will attest to this. Mm. Um, I've not met a single person who's had a single bad thing to say about him. Not no. a single person. No, not, not just not a bad thing to say. About them. Only everybody, good things. Yeah. Everybody had a story about Viali being nice to them. About you know how he was just so you know, went out of his way to help people. You know if you if you all the stories of teammates and play, people that work with him. You know down from teammates to just the tea lady and the kit man and and how he treated everyone like with such respect and. Um, you know, I think and I tweeted one out on Friday, a personal story of mine, how two years ago, uh, before before the Euros, um, actually, um, you know, we, we I, I tried to set up an interview with with Viali on the Italian Football Podcast, and uh, I contacted um, Viali's agent, um, and you know, said I would like to do an interview. Is it possible, please? Um, and then, you know, I, she 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 called me um, one day. Um, she goes, oh, you know, you free right now? Have you got a moment? I said, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm available. She goes, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put you through. And 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 I was like, I wasn't sure what she meant. The next thing I know, it was Gianluca Vialli on the phone. And he was like, ciao, Carlo, you know, how, how are you? And I was like, oh wow, you know, I go, oh, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't expecting to <laughs> to speak to you, uh, you know. And he, and he was just, he was just, like, oh no, it's, you know, I, I just think it's it's better to to speak to people in person. And you know, you know, how are you? You know, how's everything? How's life? You know, he, he was really nice. You know, what to ask me how my career was, how how my family was, and we didn't, even, we'd never met before. You know, we didn't know each other personally. Uh, I didn't even, I don't even know if he knew who I was. He probably didn't even know who I was. You know, uh, he wanted to speak to me. Uh, and the only reason, you know, the reason why he wanted to speak to me is he wanted to tell me in person that he couldn't do the interview. You know, instead of just leaving it to his agent and the agent saying to me, "I oh, know Gianluca's not available," you know, Gianluca can't do it. Or as often happens, anybody that's ever tried to to, to get interviews, often you don't even get a reply. Most of the time, I would say about seventy percent and eighty percent of the requests you make, you don't even get a reply from from the the person you ask, whether it's you ask them directly or whether you you go through a, an agency or an agent. You won't even you won't even get a reply. You know, Gianluca went out of his way to to call back a stranger just to tell them to that, you know, tell them directly, I can't do the interview. And he said, the way that he said it at the time was he said, you know, at the moment, I, I'm not doing any interviews. I just, I just don't feel, I don't feel up to it at the moment. Those were the words that he used. And when he said that, I kind of, the first thing I thought in my mind was I was a little bit worried because at the time he was, 
he was cancer free. Uh, you know, he had cancer originally, I think it was in 2017. Then he got the all clear, I think maybe 2019-ish maybe, um, or 2020. And then this was kind of, I think, beginning of 2021, some point in 2020. And when I heard that, I kind of, I mean, I don't know when he got re-diagnosed, but at the time I remember thinking, oh, you know, I was really, I was really worried. And I thought, oh, really, I really hope it hasn't come back or, you know, uh, maybe it hasn't. Maybe he just, you know, he just wasn't feeling wet that well because, you know, he has he has suffered a lot in these last five years. But I just thought, and I said to him straight away, the first thing I said to him as soon as I said that, you know what, Gianluca, I have more respect for you doing this than, than if you would have accepted to do the interview. Because for him to tell me directly he couldn't do the interview, I just thought that is the most respectful thing that I think anybody's ever done in the media industry. And he was saying no to me. And I just thought, wow, just amazing. And that, and so many people have got little, I mean, that's only a little story, but so many people have got stories like that about Gianluca, about, you know, how he, how he helped people and just what a kind-hearted person he was. And that's why, I mean, I shed a tear for him when he died because I just, you know, he, just, he was just such a lovely person. He really was. He really, really was. He really, really was. And, you know, he did, I mean, he did a lot for charity. I mean, raising money. For, for research into ALS, the Lou Gehrig's disease, which is a really horrible disease. It's just, you know, affected a lot of sports, sports people. I mean, it's a degenerative disease that affects the motor neurons. We've seen a lot of, a lot of sportsmen that have, have suffered from this after their career. And there's, there's definitely something that's going on during their career, I think, that's causing this. Uh, and Stefano Borgonovo, yeah. the former Fiorentina player, is the, probably the most famous example, played alongside Baggio. Um, you know, Viali, raised an incredible amount of money um, uh, into this and then later went with the cancer as well um, and you know just his, his hu- whole human story was 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 really fascinating because I mean he came from a really rich family I don't know how many people know this but he grew up in a 30 room mansion in a multi-millionaire family um, yet he was so determined to you know he didn't need to work a day in his life you know yet he was so determined had so much determination to make it as a footballer and but to do it on an equal level with everyone else, you know, mm. he didn't have anyone opening doors for him. He, you know, he made his own way, and he treated everyone with respect. And what you can often get with people that come from upper class backgrounds or middle class backgrounds, um, or even lower middle class backgrounds, is that there is that that kind of they they don't really they haven't lived in the real world, and there can be even if it's not deliberate, there can be that kind of you know the working class people or the ordinary people are just almost beneath them. Viali treated everyone with respect. Uh, he was always smiling. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's some great stories. I mean, Graham Souness told some fantastic stories about them. Practical jokes. He was a bit of a practical joker. Um, Viali, some of the jokes that he played uh, on, on Souness. Uh, Souness pushed him into a lake before a game and Viali <laughs> to get, to get his, um, uh, to, to get revenge on, on Sunus, he did various things during the spell. He, he sprayed shaving foam into Sunus's shoes. He cut the legs off the Sunus's uh, uh, Armani suits, which, which cost a lot of money. Um, there's, there's a great story about how Viali put Parmesan cheese into the handkerchief of Arrigo Saki when he was Italy coach. And then Saki then put the handkerchief into his top pocket and ruined his suit. <laughs> like to ruin his suit, uh, Viali. Uh, and that actually apparently played a role in Viali being dropped by, by Italy because those two didn't actually get on and then he didn't go to Italia 90 and didn't play again after that. 
Um, so he was, a, you know, he was just, he just a great person to be around, just the perfect person to have as your friend and be around, isn't it? You know, that brings joy, mm. laughter, but also kindness. You know, he was such a very empathetic person. Mm. And I mean, that's the perfect person, isn't it? That's mm. what you want from a person, yeah. isn't it? You've got yeah. everything. You've got all sides of it. You've got all sides that the, the you want from a person. And obviously, the human role that he played in Italy winning the Euros, you can see why he played such an important role, didn't he, in, in Italy winning the Euros? Because he brought all of that to the table. As For well me, as- that image of him and Mancini crying in each other's arms, given how close they were childhood friends who grew up together and, 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 and for them to, you know, Mancini was as synonymous to Vialli's career as Vialli was to his. And to see them kind of come full circle and win the Euros together. Uh, and, and, and the fact that, you know, Vialli coming up, turning up late to Italy's first group stage game, which they won convincingly. And then after that, Italians being superstitious, that's something they had to do. Everyone had to go on the bus and wait for Vialli to come running on yeah. <laughs> before they left. And now he I was... Love, and, and this, I love also the scene of him with the water bottle. When he yeah. turned his back, the superstition yeah, back yeah. On, the, on the penalty. Yeah, and, and, then, the, yeah. and the speeches, the, the 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 books that you know, the, the quotes that he read ahead to the team ahead of the ahead that of the story, game. That one great story, yeah. wasn't it? That, yeah. you read, that you read out. I mean, wow. I mean, no, he was he was he was truly a, a great a great person, and, and and I can't help but to, to think, of course, of his family, immediate family and friends, but also above all, I I, I do want to send a thought to Roberto Mancini, who in the space of a few weeks has lost two of his closest friends in football in Sini Samialovic and, and Gianluca yeah. Vialli. His two closest football yeah. friends. They yeah. were his two friends, yeah. his two best friends yeah. in football. 